0: So welcome back, guys. This is Through Lisa's Eyes, One World, Numerous Lives. Yet again, uh, finally, with a new episode with a friend of mine after the last episode that was solely focusing on me and after the break uh, I took, actually. So I'm really excited to be jumping on to the next episode here. Of course, for the past episodes, if you want to check them out, just head over to my website, eyes.com slash podcast, and you can see all the different podcasts there. You can read some more background information. Of course, you'll also find all the background information for this episode there, or if you just want to see some more of my life and what's happening around me, you can always check out Instagram as well, besides my website, which is 3 Lisa's eyes as well, and you can see all my travels there, and just uh, follow me around uh, all around the world. But now today, uh, let's hop on to another episode with another friend of mine, which I'm really excited about. We finally get to do it. <laughs> we were planning for doing uh, this for quite some time now. And finally found the time to sit down and actually talk now with us being all around uh, and busy and out all the time. Um, So I have my friend Marcella with me. Hello, Marcella. Hi. (laughs) Marcella and I, um, we met at one of my jobs. Um, So I worked for two um, agencies uh, throughout my business career. And the first um, agency, that's where we met. And funny enough, we weren't even that close back then. Yeah. (laughs) Which is what sometimes happens. I mean, for me in my life, that's how it often happened, that I actually just got uh, friends with people after I left some (laughs) place or after I left some job or something like that. So actually, Marcella and I, we just reconnected in the middle of last year, Yes, I think. Very random as well. I think we just, like, I just saw that Marcella had started doing amazing things and started actually left her job and started um, being uh, busy at this co-working place, which I thought was so exciting. And so um, I sent her a message, applauding her and telling her how cool that is. And that's how we reconnected then, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's when we
0: finally discovered (laughs) that actually our brains and our minds work the same way. Which was so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, I never thought, uh, I mean, when we work in the agency, I never thought uh, you had this mindset Mm -hmm. and then you contact me and then I I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know she was so alike like me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy that you reached out and
0: yeah, me too. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's beautiful, yes. isn't it? That you yes. sometimes, um, you don't, I guess that's a good lesson as well, that you uh, can never really assume if you don't know. So, I mean, with us in the office, there were so many people around and you were dealing with your things, I was dealing with mine and we weren't that close, so we didn't really know what was going on in each other's lives, but there was someone sitting there very <laughs> close to me who had the same mindset, who was really interesting, but yet I didn't know. So, I guess that's a good lesson to always look beyond and not assume by what you're just observing, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, first impressions are not always, uh, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. I mean, it has happened also before that I leave a job and I meet someone some weeks and get closer to that person Mm -hmm. right before leaving and then we become like really good friends.
0: So, yeah. But it's nice then though, right? If you invest the energy and then you get these really nice friendships out of that. For sure. I mean, that's how I got some of my closest friends, to be honest. (laughs) So yeah, uh, Macella is actually taking on uh, crazy amazing things right now. So she is just about to launch, officially launch, uh, (laughs) her startup, which we're going to be talking about, of course. And it is crazy beautiful, the story, because uh, actually getting to this point required so many steps in your life, I think.
1: Definitely.
0: And so let's jump in. Let's talk about that. How did you get where (laughs) where you are now? I mean, this is crazy what's happening right now
1: yeah so I'm from Honduras mm-hmm. so I was born and raised in Honduras so my father was born in Peru but actually from my grandparents side I'm European and mm-hmm. from my mom's side it's a hundred percent Honduran and I grew up like uh, surrounded by nature I went to a bilingual school mm-hmm. with American books and American system yeah I mean my Latin roots I still have them very close to my heart let's yeah. say <laughs> and I miss home uh, very much but I think it, it started in high school when I realized I started going in summer to the US to visit my family from my dad's side yeah and little by little i started traveling every summer um, and then i realized okay there's more of the world to see Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i started to get so interested in i don't know Mm -hmm. seeing the world i also knew right deep inside me that somehow i didn't want to stay in my home country Mm -hmm. as much as i like many things about it I just wanted to study abroad and meet people from other cultures and just uh, embrace this outside world and, you know, also find myself somehow (laughs) through these experiences. And yeah, I think my summer trips to the US really helped me, I don't know, like be so interested, yeah. having all of these experiences. So then while I was in high school, I, I knew from a very young age I wanted to study design because I was always very creative and drawing. But then a lot of universities in the US were too expensive. Mm-hmm. So then I reached out to other opportunities. So I actually considered Mexico, Argentina, Costa Rica okay. Okay. and then at the end, so I have an aunt in Costa Rica, she actually uh, studied interior design and, okay. and she cool. recommended me this design university. Yeah. So I had like this connection and I decided to study abroad in Costa Rica. It was actually really tough time, mm. my last years in high school, because my... Yeah, I mean, I understand my mom didn't want me to leave. So I was sort of planning this uh, by myself, yeah, you know, reaching universities and everything. I, I guess not, it's frightening, yeah. Yeah, it's frightening. And, but I knew deep inside I didn't want to stay in my home country because mm. I always felt that I was a little bit more liberal, you know, it's a very catholic country, like very religious and once I went to the U.S. and then once I started living in Costa Rica, I really found my element (laughs) and I
0: I mean, how amazing is that at such a young age? I mean, it's so brave that you actually followed that calling and that drive that you had within you to be like, yeah. I, li- I love my home country, but I really kind of don't want to stay. I mean, that's already so brave and so strong to actually acknowledge that. I think it's so hard to be true to yourself and to be honest with yourself and really go through with something like that. Then.
1: And definitely like my dad, he studied abroad, he also studied in England mm-hmm. the, when he was young and oh. so he knows how Im- Important these experiences yeah. are, so he really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. Even though my mom was <laughs> like, "No, you should look for a university here," you know. Yeah. I was really like I had my dad's support. It's not that my dad was doing everything behind my mom's <laughs> back, <laughs> but um, someone really close to my heart and really important is my grandmother. Mm. Whenever I went. In summer to the US my grandmother she always made me have like a little job mm-hmm. and she taught me like the true meaning of working oh, that's amazing you know like this working attitude and yeah. you know reach for your goals you you get good grades I was yeah. a very good student <laughs> in mm-hmm. high school and she saw that from a very young age and she has always been like a model for me. Actually, she supported me with my university studies abroad. That really meant so much for me. Mm. And she always also saw the potential. You know, I, I was studying hard in, in high school. I wanted to get a scholarship, yeah. you know, to go oh, wow. abroad.
0: And I mean, I still remember when I applied for universities, at some like you somehow had an idea what you wanted to do or what you would apply for but then in the end at the same time you didn't have a clue at all what you were <laughs> <Yes>. doing, right <laughs> yes. So it's amazing and I mean it's amazing from your grandma that she was that open-minded.
1: I mean of course in Honduras the salaries are not high like mm-hmm. if you pay in euros or in dollars is uh, different. So for my parents to afford that I study abroad was almost not possible. Yeah. So I really appreciated that my grandmother supported me. And yeah, when I started my life in Costa Rica, I didn't know anyone, not even my aunt. Went to this design university. It was like a new world for me. I actually embraced every single second mm. from the first day. No. And actually, the first day I arrived to Costa Rica, it was so crazy because my aunt she picked me up from the airport. Crazy. Then we arrived to her home. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really welcoming, and they're amazing people. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin he said, "Okay, pack a backpack. We're going to the beach." So I was not <laughs> even an hour in Costa Rica, and I, we were already driving <laughs> to the beach. I know those moments. Yes.
0: <laughs> I um, had a
1: couple of those
0: moments while traveling.
1: <laughs> so yeah. it was so crazy and I mean I started to embrace this Costa Rica Pura Vida. Mm-hmm. This country really means so much to me because it, I really opened up. When I was in Honduras, I was actually a person. I didn't like the person that I was okay. actually because there I cared too much what people thought of me. Okay. And I, I also knew that I don't like to be like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Costa Rica, no one cared if you were a hippie or <laughs> you were a punk. This is really like a place that helped me find myself mm-hmm. and, you know, not be afraid of being who you are. Mm-hmm. So Costa Rica was amazing. By the way, it's a really nice uh, country to go on vacation. <laughs>
0: Just a side note.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just a side note. And Costa Ricans are really amazing people, friendly. It doesn't matter what social status you have, everyone can dress in flip flops or go to the university, Mm -hmm. whatever. People really don't care. And it was not that way back at home. Yeah. So in my home country, you have like, unfortunately, the social status are really polarized. Mm-hmm. So you have like a lot of poverty and the people that are very wealthy, barely any middle class. A okay. so oh, very big the, gap then. A very big gap and of course this affects everything, mm-hmm. you know, like in Honduras I was in a school that you basically had people from all social status but it was not a cheap school let's say my parents worked really hard to pay my it was a good education Mm -hmm. and i'm really i will all my life i will be thankful for Mm -hmm. them i also felt i didn't belong because my parents were low middle class and then very often I had friends that were not middle class, upper class, very often in Latin America, every family, they have a maid, you know, at home, and Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, very often I saw a lot of discrimination, you know, from Mm -hmm. social status, even though I love my country, I didn't agree
0: with a lot of things. And then yeah, it's when really be hard to observe like if you're especially if you're young and if you're a child and you can't really like decode what's happening and can't really reflect what it means what's happening around you right so when I went to Costa Rica and I saw in
1: Costa Rica women live alone in their own flat no one is judging mm-hmm. you and um, back home this is something else yeah <laughs> there you know you don't care about social status so much you know is you can be who you are I really yeah. embraced this so much. I Actually, if I would not be in Germany, I would probably have stayed oh, <laughs> in yeah. Costa Rica. Right.
0: I'll still have to go. <laughs> yes. It's also so nice diving around, I think, Yes. Costa Rica. Yeah. And surfing, also, yeah. it's a big... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But you um, didn't stay there. No, <laughs> you no. Didn't.
1: Actually, being in Costa Rica just made me even more curious about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> traveling and <laughs> seeing more cultures. So that was on my th- third and a half year in university. Mm-hmm. You were allowed to do an exchange program. Okay. My first option was in Milan in Italy, but they had like a limit of six students per okay. year. Everyone wanted to go to (laughs) Italy and and I was too late. So then I was in between Argentina, because I've heard amazing things about Mm -hmm. Argentina, and then the U.S. So I've always been to the U.S. in summer. Mm -hmm. I have never been in winter and (laughs) at that time I've never seen snow in my life. (laughs) So I was like, okay, winter semester, New York, Okay, that sounds amazing. I can see, for example, New Year's Eve. We always saw with my sisters and my mm-hmm. family. We always saw the ball drop. But yeah, <laughs> and I always say, okay, once I would like to experience that. Yeah.
0: I wasn't even aware that was New York. I mean, I know that you were in the states, but New York. I amazing. mean,
1: upstate and New York. Yeah, but
0: still, New York. <laughs> <laughs> So you saw like all the Christmas time and uh, snow and...
1: And I thought, okay, Thanksgiving I can go to Washington DC to my family. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister was yeah. also there, so I said, okay, why not? You can even take the train, right? Yes, From yeah. From New York to Washington. Yeah. And also a bus is like four hours.
0: Okay. okay, oh, just four hours? Four hours, oh. So Crazy, that's not long.
1: Yeah, so I did an exchange program in two thousand eight mm-hmm. in upstate New York. So it's Sunny Cortland University. Okay. Usually these universities you have them also in Australia. It's like a chain oh, of universities. Okay. Is it like
0: especially for international students or no.
1: So actually this university has a lot of careers like very diverse mm-hmm. i could just take some communication courses there so no design based okay but for me the exchange program i was more i was looking more for the adventure part or mm-hmm. like getting to know a new place so i did more
0: advertising and communication courses i mean in general you study design as in really Design things but also design thinking, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: So in Costa Rica my I did a bachelor in communication design mm-hmm. and my masters degree that yeah. I will talk about it in a bit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I did this exchange program. We were like forty international students, like from Africa, oh, that's, Turkey, that's Brazil, and there were I think 6 7 Germans. Like wow. a lot of Germans, <laughs> oh, that many. Yeah. During that time it happened so fast and I met a really special person that today is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. I met so many amazing people from different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, did trips around the country. So my 6 months there was like one of the best experiences in my life I can and I met a special person and yeah, I mean, it developed into something serious.
0: Yes. I mean, At back the then end. you probably didn't know that well yet. Yes. I guess it was kind of hard, wasn't it? Yeah. At the beginning, I was like, "Oh, uh, really <laughs> <He's an>
1: nice, <laughs> nice guy," and then I was getting scared. Oh this is getting serious and Mm -hmm. then then by the time I was supposed to go back and finish my bachelor in Costa Rica I thought we were gonna break up but Mm. he actually asked me we should keep on and then I was back in Costa Rica and not even two weeks after he already bought a ticket to Mm -hmm. go see me and then I was like okay this
0: is really serious (laughs) Um, I guess it's all about the investment, right? I mean, you hear about these these kind of stories all over the world and I guess oftentimes it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And there might be several reasons why it doesn't, but I think one big reason for it to either work out or not, or at least knowing that you tried, is putting in the investment, right? Yes. So I guess you guys, you could have both been like, okay, this is too complicated, we're just gonna leave it alone. But then in the end, now, I mean, just imagine he would have not put that investment in. Yes, definitely. And I'm really happy. He wouldn't be here today, so. <laughs> yes. It's so, beautiful what it can develop into.
1: I'm really happy he actually asked me mm-hmm. and tried hard that we keep the relationship. I was also up for, you know, fighting for it. Yeah. Then we did almost two years oh, long, wow. long distance. It long was distance
0: Costa Rica. Germany then yes. because he also went back, right? Yes. Yeah, so we
1: saw each other twice a year. Oh, wow. So it was really crazy it was difficult. We skyped like at least three times a week mm-hmm. Minimum sometimes even five times a week. So we were both really busy. So it also worked Yeah, so I was finished my finishing my bachelor and before I even met him I always thought I would like to do a master's program in Europe I always thought about Spain Germany never crossed my mind but then we were dating and Mm -hmm. then I said why not Germany
0: (laughs) good old Germany
1: (laughs) yeah and so I look for uh, master's programs I applied in in Cologne Wish I wanted to get that one because it was close to Dusseldorf where my husband is from, but I got rejected. But then I got accepted in Dessau Mm -hmm. and I studied integrated design international, which is uh, service design and design thinking. Okay, yeah, there it was another amazing chapter of my life where I made made a lot of good friends Mm, again. (laughs) <laughs> from Australia, yeah, uh, So beautiful when you
0: meet so many people from different yes. cultures. I mean I guess that's what uh, studying abroad or even just a semester abroad is amazing for. I mean obviously there's gonna be a lot of people coming together but really being in the moment and really having everyone gathering and coming together to this one point in the world is just crazy amazing. And you yes. meet the best people and if you put the energy in you'll still have them for your life, if you ever travel somewhere and. I met people I met in Copenhagen when I was doing my exchange semester there. I met them later on in Hong Kong and, and wherever, so it's just beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this opens your mindset yeah. so much. And you know, you see how other cultures, how they think, uh, you can learn so much from mm-hmm. them. Also, you realize uh, how like you have, you can have so many friendships in so many different levels yeah I don't know my time in Dessau was really nice even though it was a culture shock at of the beginning course, yeah I can imagine <laughs> so coming from a tropical country <laughs> in winter in Dessau welcome to Germany <laughs> and actually during our time there the students uh, we call Dessau depressa oh no <laughs> Because it was a relatively small city. there's not a lot to do yeah. but at the end it was good. We developed such deep friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if we were in Berlin, everyone would be on their own side. Was about <coughs> that. Mm-hmm. So we developed like our own little international family, which was very nice. After that, I moved to Berlin. <laughs> 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 so it keeps on going. Uh-huh. Berlin is actually the first time that I ever felt really at home, mm-hmm. which was really strange because, I don't know, after Dessau where I was uh, really like hoping, oh I hope all Germany is not like that because it's, the, it's a little bit extreme, mm-hmm. also with the language and The weather, and I don't know, Berlin is, uh, I think a lot of international people can find their little piece of home in Mm. Berlin.
0: That was nicely said. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's really a city for everyone. I really love it. There's a lot of uh, integration problems in Berlin, Mm -hmm. in these advanced areas and I developed like a program for teachers and parents. It's like a learning framework that actually they use it in the UK okay. to improve multicultural sort of learning in um, you know, kids from four to seven years mm-hmm. old.
0: Were well, you able to do that because of your studies as well, because yes. of your background? I think it's an interesting field. It really changes, like opens up your perspective and really makes your mind wander and be more creative. So
1: yeah, definitely. So it's treating every product or service like a prototype. Yeah, so it's never a finished product. There's always room for improvement, iterative uh, testing. Mm -hmm. So it was really like mind opening for me, like the way you work. With design because as a designer if you're usually it's not just graphic design Mm -hmm. usually your goal is having a job where you're solving real problems (laughs) you know not just making like a nice design or advertising yeah for me i wanted to right after my master's i wanted to get a job where i could apply that yeah yeah after that i had uh, some jobs in Germany. So I work in Trivago, mm-hmm. which was a really, it's a really nice company with an amazing uh, company culture. Yeah. I made again <laughs> international uh, <laughs> friends there, um, also German friends, and it was it's a really amazing company. I was just not applying like yeah. all of
0: this problem solving and everything I learned from my studies. I guess it's quite the big company as well, so it's not as flexible, right? So that's a trend we often see with the bigger companies. Uh, They're just not as flexible to really work with these kind of processes and develop in that kind of way. It's just always a bit slow and Mm -hmm. more stiff and all of that <laughs> yes. doesn't go very well with that kind of thinking <laughs> yes
1: but still it was a good start for mm. me yeah totally my first job in germany of course a
0: uh, english-speaking great, yeah. job which a great <laughs> company obviously yeah yes
1: the best start i could have in in germany i i was already more than three years in germany and i still didn't speak german yeah <laughs> so i started taking uh Evening courses, but it was not really working because I was so tired after work. So then finally, when Mm -hmm. I moved to Düsseldorf, finally my back then boyfriend and I, we were in the same city. (laughs) Because if you think about it, (laughs) we met in another country, it's not our home country. Mm -hmm. We did long distance, like different continent Mm -hmm. long distance relationship. Then I moved to Germany, but still I was in the East, yeah. he was in the West, so it was still a long distance. Yeah.
0: Um, That's crazy. I mean, talking about him again, what are like the, let's say, three main things you would give people in the same similar situation as advice? what they should apply for it to go further and not give up on it. So. Long distance relationships,
1: they are like a really delicate plant and you really need to water it and give it the correct amount of water. Yeah. You know, it's like every plant has different, like an orchid. Mm-hmm. If you water it too much, it can die. Yeah. <laughs> so this kind of thing, like a long distance relationship requires some a lot of work, but if you really love this person, it's totally worth it. And I think the key to succeed in long distance relationships is being persistent and giving your partner the schedule pri- priority. Mm-hmm. Because when you start uh, prioritizing other events in your life and not okay we have to Skype so we used to Skype three to five times a week yeah if you keep this um, rhythm um, it can be successful because you never seeing a person in the video it's so different than on the mm-hmm. phone oh, totally yeah so you can see the person's uh, expressions smile it's almost like you
0: see them in person so yes. I've had some friends I haven't seen for years and whenever we Skyped it felt at least like she was in the same room with me or
1: So definitely persistence and prioritizing these Skype Skype talks yeah. <laughs> It's so important, because once you start losing contact, stop stop feeling the same for this person. Yeah,
0: everyday life just keeps creeping in and... Yeah. yeah. Were you ever at the point, or um, how did you... um, Because when I talk to people, um, they often raise the point, but yeah, I I don't know if it's going to work out, and what if I'm putting so much energy into this now, and then in the end, I'm totally getting hung up on it, basically. So I'm totally like losing myself in the whole situation and putting so much work into it but at the same time I should maybe just leave it alone and maybe just focus on my life here and meet someone amazing here and then in the end this doesn't work out so I wasted three years or something Mm -hmm. and I guess um, that's what I often hear from people that it's so hard for them to really decide in that moment so should I be should I do all of that? And should I really put my whole life with a focus on this now? And how can I know if it's worth it basically like that? I mean, for me, mm-hmm. I would I would always throw my everything in because yeah. that's that's who I am. <coughs> I'm this extremely passionate person who always just goes for these kind of things. But I know a lot of people who are really struggling with that. And I mean, what was it for you? How did you know? Did you ever so, sit there and were considering... I mean, it's a hard question, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, so... What is really important is, so there is like a famous saying, I I don't know who said it, but it's (laughs) like, you cannot pour on a glass if this jar Mm -hmm. is empty. So you have to take care of yourself first. before committing and loving someone so much and giving your life or your everything to that person so very important is even if you have a long distance relationship always dedicate a lot a lot of time to your friends never stop that because this is when the relationship gets uh, sick you should never okay prioritize uh, your time but I never stop going out with my best friends. Mm -hmm. I never stop going to events and birthdays um, or giving my best in my studies. If you are happy with yourself in your life, in all the areas in your life, and you also dedicate enough time to that relationship, then at the end, even if the relationship doesn't work, you are still happy with yourself, that at least you tried, because you never stopped taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. your friends, your family. I don't believe in this phrase, uh, oh, you found your other half. Mm. No. This is the worst uh, yeah. <laughs> phrase as, ever. As if, you, as
0: if you're not whole by
1: yourself. So right? you yeah. are a whole person, Yeah. this person makes you happy, Happier, ER. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's, what I, that's what I always keep saying. I mean, it's first priority is your whole as yourself, as you just said, and you have your life for yourself. And the other person is basically just an addition yes. to that happiness. And it's just adding even more luck and more happiness. Exactly. But I guess for a lot of people, they are together or dating people and they feel like that person is actually... Completing what they are lacking. Yeah. But and I mean in certain ways that um, is a good thing because we are all lacking some skills and I mean I'm happy if someone else can help me on those skills mm. and I can give some skills from my side to that person. But in this extreme way, as in I can only feel whole once I have that person in my life. That's that's when it gets dangerous. I think.
1: Yes, and yeah. when a relationship starts being toxic, it's when this other person is everything in your life. Yeah, I had amazing friendships in Costa Rica and I never ever said, oh, I won't go to my friend's birthday because I have to Skype or whatever. Yeah. I always prioritize also friendships. Everyone contributes to your happiness. Yeah. It's not just your partner. And very important, of course, I was scared when I came to Germany mm-hmm. because I, I also felt I don't know anyone there. I yeah. don't know the language. It's another continent. I've never been there. And I what if the relationship doesn't work? Mm-hmm. You know, I go there, but then I had my master's studies. My mom was also very scared. Okay, mom, like don't freak out. If it doesn't work, I come back with my master's degree. Mm-hmm. You should never forget about yourself and put yeah. the other person first. You should walk with the other person side to side.
0: Yeah, I think you, you phrased very nicely that on the one hand, living your life and really being present in your life, but on the other hand, prioritizing this other person as well then but having like a very healthy balance with that right yes
1: because that's uh, when this person you depend on this person so much that if this person leaves you then you feel lost yeah this is a toxic relationship yeah of course when if you lose a person you love for some time you you feel hurt Mm -hmm. And heartbroken but if this happens to you that you have amazing friendships that will support you to bring you back up you should never make your partner like your whole life you should always have a balance that's extremely <coughs> strong
0: that you went to this other country in this uh, um, regard germany then to go study there i mean it's amazing because um, like this you'll never have to ask yourself what if i had gone and what if i had given it a try what if i had taken that leap of faith because you tried and if it hadn't worked out then as you said you would have still had your master's degree you would have known okay i gave it my best and i mean there's people out there and for them i mean we can't speak for everyone and i think there's certain people out there who just don't feel it and you just don't have the courage for that or just don't just can't do it and that's fine as well i think mm-hmm. and i guess we're quite similar there that we're this kind of people that always go for these kind of situations, so we don't have to look back later on and be like, oh, but what if, what if.
1: <laughs> yes, right. This should be like a goal in your life. You should never have too many what ifs. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Once I, like your, that. <laughs> I don't know, at least after your 50s, so yeah. like try to, how do you say, scratch out the, mm. all the what ifs in your life that you could have. <laughs> <laughs> Narrow down the what ifs. <laughs> I pushed myself and I said, I have to get a German-speaking job, otherwise I will forget what I yeah. learned. Yeah. So then that's where we met, actually. Yeah. If it's like a Romance language, like my mother tongue is Spanish, mm-hmm. so for me, if it would have been, I don't know, Portuguese, French, or it would have been way easier. Yeah,
0: it just feels more natural, yeah.
1: But German was <laughs> really difficult, I still have difficulties. I think
0: it is a very hard language to learn, I mean I always keep saying I'm quite glad it's my mother tongue because uh, like learning English of of course um, it's it's an amazing addition to your language catalog basically but learning German is so freaking hard so I applaud you seriously for even trying yeah. <laughs> because I know like there's so many exceptions it's, it's so bloody hard to learn German so good on you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, I'm still struggling, but yeah. at least I understand everything and I can communicate. Yeah. And maybe in some years I, I can ride. That yeah, will mean, be my next goal. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and I mean, it's amazing and
0: really important for you now as well, right? Now with everything happening in your life, which you're probably going to talk about yes. soon. <laughs> <laughs> going to re- reveal what's happening here, actually. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I work in this agency for almost yeah two years yeah and actually after my first year working there I realized uh, yeah I was not fulfilled mm-hmm. with what I was doing and I felt I was doing the same thing every day so I was feeling really frustrated yeah I can imagine. and I was like really wanting to work like solving actual problems yeah. you know not just graphic work and i was feeling oh my years are going by and i'm not applying what i can do and all my skill set is just getting thrown mm-hmm. of...
0: i'm just i'm just very <laughs> ama- I'm, I'm i'm just realizing in this moment how amazingly it all came together then in the end Because everything you told me, like what you studied in your bachelor's, in your master's, what your drive, what you wanted to apply and how you wanted to work and then first didn't work out. And now look at you now, you now took the step where you can apply all of that, where it's all coming together.
1: Yes. So basically, uh, besides the design aspect, I grew up with animals. Like, Mm -hmm. I've had turtles, bunnies, chickens, (laughs) dogs, cats. My whole life, I really developed this sensitivity and this heart for animals. For me, they're part of the family. Mm -hmm. And so I I got a cat when we were in in Dusseldorf. And then once we came to Hamburg, we didn't know anyone here. And it was really a struggle for us to find online services for pet seating. Okay. I already yeah. used two services and I had really bad experiences mm. with them. And I was like, this was such a moment in my life when I was like, okay, oh. <laughs> this is a service. So I pretty much have all the skill sets to design online pet-seating platform Mm -hmm. so I can apply all the design thinking, you know, product design and apply all of the knowledge so that I can design like a curated pet-seating experience for pet owners that they can trust and that it actually works. That thinking
0: process, did that start while you were still at your old job? Yes, Yeah. (laughs) definitely.
1: There you go. (laughs) After my first year in this agency, I started working on it. I I did a photo shooting with Mm. a friend, with pets
0: and... And this is the crazy part because I didn't know that. (laughs) I mean, mean, we were working together and Mm. I had no idea that this was happening in the background. Yeah, so it was really
1: like... So cool. Few people. Maybe three, four of my friends knew about it, that I was starting, I don't know, to get everything together. And then I was so blessed that I was living in Hamburg because Hamburg and Berlin, they are really like the best city to live if you are, want to start your own business.
0: Yeah, and like up capitals. and journey. It
1: was amazing. And I started going to meetups like entrepreneur shape meetups and I realized there are so many opportunities for people out there with Mm -hmm. good ideas and like to apply to funding programs so basically on my second year in this agency I applied to a funding program and at the beginning I was like oh okay I will just try mm-hmm. so I applied to it I was basically seven weeks writing my business plan mm-hmm. and I was like a, I don't know a hamster all evenings uh, writing nonstop. but I had such a drive yeah I believe in this idea so much with all my heart that I don't know it. somehow it worked I applied, I got the funding for 8 months, I could focus
0: 100% on this project. And I mean, it's crazy, right? Once you work towards something you're so extremely passionate about, it doesn't feel like work, does it? No, not at all. I mean, you always <laughs> just keep saying and everyone keeps telling you, it's like so basic by this time, but it really is like that, isn't yes. it? Yeah.
1: I always, I want to mention something really important, I always had my grandmother Mm. On my side, because I will try to be short with this, <laughs> but my grandmother, she lived two revolutions. She lived the agrarian revolution in Peru. Then they lost everything. When my grandfather, they moved to Nicaragua, and then they lived the Sandinismo mm-hmm. revolution. So they lost everything twice. Oh God, yeah. And my grandmother is such a model for me they had to start from zero to Mm. twice. And she opened her own company from scratch. Mm. And she is a really successful woman and that I look up to. I don't know, I really felt when I was going to start my own business, I always thought, okay, if my grandmother did it, I can do it. Mm. You know, it's like, I want to be like her. So
0: this really motivated me and Yeah, I guess it's in general a great motivator. I mean, even for people who might not have these amazing relatives or friends in their lives. I mean, there's so many biographies out there and so many amazing Mm. books, so many amazing life stories. And I guess it's a very good technique to get yourself motivated and to maybe even learn some more skills, how you can go forward with something that you just look through people's lives and just look at people you admire and you feel really devoted to and just look at their lives yes. how, how they did what they did and how they accomplished where they are and yes and definitely what i
1: can recommend for people that want to start their own project or mm-hmm. have a crazy idea that maybe a lot of people would not support you mm-hmm. so what i did when i started my own business i decided not to tell a lot of people yeah. but just my closest friends and also people that i knew that had a similar mindset to me Mm -hmm. so aka in that regard me as well (laughs) (laughs) so you know like you want to start your own business Mm -hmm. a lot of people will come with negativity and say oh my god how will you do this and this is just you don't need that the best thing you can do is like surround yourself with people that are even better than you. People that inspire you. People that push you forward. And these are the people that you can share this with. You know people that are not afraid of risk of losing their job and leaving their comfort zone. So I felt really comfortable telling my life change Mm -hmm. to people that i knew had this mindset. So at the end i'm i'm happy that i did that because uh, then you i could let's
0: say come out. I totally uh, agree. I mean, i met the uh, exact same experiences and i did the exact same thing that i was be- being very selective about who i'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And i mean, with time you learn what kind of friends um, are the... I mean, for different topics you go to different friends, basically. And yes. for these kind of things you know exactly, at least if you have paid attention the past couple of years, who your friends are that you really need in this situation. And you don't, as you said, you don't need that negativity because once you start out, like the moment you start out, it's just a seed and this seed can be crushed so quickly. Yes. It can be crushed so quickly with negativity. So what you need in that moment is you need people who lift you up and you need people who don't go like, oh God, but how are you gonna do that? But you need those people who are just like, oh my God, that's amazing. What can I do to help? This is so amazing. I'm so proud of you already. Those are the kind of people that you need.
1: Yes, and definitely I also had a couple of friends that I didn't tell, not because I don't care about them or I don't love them, but I know that it's not their mindset, Mm -hmm. like they would never even consider taking that risk. Mm -hmm. So I just saved it for later, and that is actually really healthy for your positivity Mm -hmm. and your drive, you know, it's like your motivation is so high. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I recommend this to everyone. So basically I joined... WeWork Labs
0: in April last Mm -hmm. year. (laughs) WeWork is, for everyone who doesn't know, it's a big co-working chain basically all over the world, one of the big global ones. And they have a couple bases here in Hamburg as well. And the labs department is the startup department, right? Yes. You pay an additional fee, but then you get access to amazing mentoring and all that kind of stuff. and
1: i can totally recommend it it's like a amazing community we help each other Mm. we get mentoring
0: i mean right now we're sitting as we were just fyi
1: (laughs) so i am so lucky to have joined this uh, program Mm -hmm. it's like an accelerator program and i've met amazing people here i have colleagues that inspire me every day. And this is exactly the community and the people mm-hmm. I need to have around me. me. So I am so blessed and so happy to be here, to have this journey, being here in, the, in this community. And
0: And I mean, looking at your business, it's not even launched yet. It's going to be launched on the 26th, <laughs> right? So. so end of the month. Um, but comparing that to how you were feeling in the old job, comparing, I oh mean, God. that's... Just crazy. I mean, you completely blossomed. It's just crazy yes. to compare that. You can't even compare.
1: It's so funny because sometimes a lot of people. My grandmother al- mm-hmm. also says, you know, even if your previous job it was uh, not rewarding for me yeah. or it was really frustrating, sometimes you have to touch button mm-hmm. in order to really go forward to a direction where probably you never thought you could get to. I think every experience somehow moves you into the direction where Mm -hmm. you are meant to go. Totally, yeah. So even if it was not such a good experience, it brought me here somehow. Mm -hmm. Because maybe it pushed me so much forward that, oh, I will start my own business, I believe in this idea, but this experience made me realize I do it now or never. (laughs) So it's like I leave this job and now you know, I start with passion, with drive, uh, I can apply all, everything I've learned also yeah. from past jobs, yeah, totally. not just from my studies. And I guess I, that's
0: the key point, that you go through with that and you are being honest with yourself. Because I think there's so many thoughts and drives that people have within them, but then again, they don't act upon it. And they don't end up doing anything about it and so there's only little amount of people who would really be like you and would actually go through with it and act and do something with it and so that's what you did and it brought you here and I mean it's it's crazy what's happening right now crazy beautiful what's happening
1: (laughs) yes thank you yeah thank you for inviting me for this talk it's it's so nice to be able to Tell my story and hopefully inspire other people if they have a really good idea, you know, to go for it. Mm -hmm. Life is too short. Leaving your comfort zone can take you to
0: places that you don't, you could never imagine. Yeah. And I mean, again, hearing your story is the perfect example for just thinking all the moments of. Just imagine if you hadn't done that. I mean, how many moments are there in your life where you can be like, just imagine if you hadn't? Yes. And I mean, of course, it would have taken you to different places, but isn't it pretty beautiful where it took you now?
1: Definitely. So basically my business, mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's an online uh, pet-seating platform. We connect trusted pet sitters in Hamburg with pet owners. So what we are doing is we are reinventing the pet seating experience. Mm-hmm. We are developing an online tool where we are certifying seeders. How are we certifying them? Um, every sitter that comes on board in our company, they will get first aid training. So the basic knowledge uh, in case something happens, and this knowledge is like our USP from the competitors because a lot of the services out there, I have had bad experiences and I don't trust. They are basically hiring anyone as a pet seater and we are not doing that. So we are mm-hmm. focusing on quality, certifying our seeders. This is when the service design comes and mm-hmm. all the, <laughs> the human-centered part of it. <laughs> Pets Ahoy, this is um, my business so it's a community of pet sitters so we are not anonymous like other services where Mm -hmm. the sitters are recruited and they are hired and they are no one ever meets them yeah so it's everything digital our service you will be able of course to book it online and personalize uh, your service but we are a community of pet sitters we meet every three months. We share our pet seating experiences, we share our knowledge, uh, first aid training. So this is a very curated experience that the pet owners will get and they can be 100% sure they can trust this service. So the quality of course is higher, but what is also special about it is that the pet owner will be able to design their own pet seating experience Mm -hmm. so it's a hundred percent personalized because we believe every pet is different personality routine diet Mm -hmm. so we have truly tailored services according to each pet's needs Mm -hmm. yeah so basically is highly personalized service certified and it's also a community of uh, pet lovers our uh, launch date is the 26th of March our website will go live so it's an online platform and I'm so excited oh yeah petsahoy.de but petsahoy.com will be available in English so we will have it in both languages and you're launching in Hamburg for now for now in Hamburg and then um, our first year, we have to design like a whole process so that we can scale from the second year on. Yeah. So that's the goal. So our mission is to become a strong pet conscious mm-hmm. community, not only delivering outstanding pet seating experiences but also contributing to pet wellness and pet loving and also animal
0: rights okay that's beautiful and the launch date is on the 26th so you're going to be having it's not just digital happening you're going to be having a launch party yes. right yes <laughs> and that's open to public right so yes everyone can join and can just come and see what the business is about and get information.
1: Yes, so if you live in Hamburg and you are a pet owner and you're in need of a trusted pet sitter, please subscribe from the 1st of March on petsahoy.de. You will be able to RSVP if you want to join the launch party. Yes,
0: so it's already live, so uh, you can check it out and uh, can RSVP there and then everyone can basically attend, right?
1: Yes, if you're a pet owner. Yes. yeah that's exciting yes I
0: mean I'm definitely going to be there so <laughs> whoever wants to join me and go there with me can obviously come with me um, so I'm definitely going to be there going to be supporting you obviously it's, it's so beautiful that you're doing this um, and yeah maybe to I mean with all the excitement here um, trying to wrap this up somehow um, what I always do towards the end of the episode um, I always ask if you had to describe um, like the drive you go through life with uh, if you have to mention like that one sentence that comes to your mind that has always kept you pushing, what would that be for you? You said a couple throughout the episode (laughs)
1: already. (laughs) Just again. So there is a phrase that by William shared that it's always like my... I don't know, my mantra, my motto, however you want to call it. It's like a ship is safe in a harbor, but ships are not built for that. So you are built to sail away. Mm -hmm. And sail away means get out of your comfort zone, life is too short, Hmm. do what you love. (laughs) Do what you love, I'm saying WeWork's uh, slogan (laughs) right away. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so definitely don't stay in your comfort zone, um, you will regret it eventually, just try to live, get the best out of life and just yeah. be yourself and not care about other people and just live your life the way that it makes you happy.
0: I love that quote, it's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'm sure. so happy we finally got to do it. And I'm really excited about the launch party now. This is something really exciting happening. Yes. <laughs> I mean, by the time this episode drops, I'm actually going to be traveling. <laughs> but then when I get back, once I get back, the launch party is going to happen. So I've been looking forward to this for quite some months now because I obviously knew that it was going to happen at some point And I knew about your business for quite some time now. But yeah, thank you so much for being here with me and thank you guys for listening and for tuning in. Um, of course, if you want to check um, anything more out or if you want to read the background information, we're also going to be dropping some links. Uh, in the article that i'm going to be having on my website so just on the link to your website and some further links for the whole process what people can do if they want to launch their business and all of that so just to give some helpful information there you can obviously check that out on 3 uh, slash podcast and of course if you want to check out some traveling always head over to my instagram to 3 eyes or just check out the website in general 3 lisaseyescom Well, thanks so much for tuning in and looking forward to uh, the next First Monday of the month for the next episode dropping with the next friend of mine and another very interesting and exciting story. But for now, thank you so much, Marcella. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye, guys.
1: Bye.